Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Kevin Kelly dominated high school football in Arkansas, winning nine state titles in 18 years at Pulaski Academy. He's now turning his attention to dominating the airwaves on the zone. He's brought to you by the Little Rock Athletic Club, who's currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility. Little Rock Athletic Club. No contracts and save 30% off joining fees. All right, let's bring him in, Kevin Kelly. Joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Coach, I mean, you, you often talk about how that's the nicest thing I ever said to you or, or whatever. Um, that was the meanest thing I've ever done to you. I apologize. I hung up on you on accident there. Sorry. I'm just glad I'm just glad you knew you did it because I thought you would think I did it. No, it was a 1,000% on me, and Christian certainly wasn't responsible. That was all on me. But uh, anyway, we are down here. I knew, uh, talking... it, I knew, it, like, I knew it wasn't on the wizard. The wizard no, he's, like yeah, he's, his, his magic wand never misses, my friend. I uh, who was it I'm a few weeks back that you hung up on that was like famous? Um, I don't remember, but I do remember that. I don't know. They were they were nice enough to call back. I can't remember who it was. That's a good point. A famous. I don't know. Anyway, um, all right, coach. Let's talk about it. Saturday, Arkansas, in the swamp, trying to find their first ever victory. The new offensive coordinator in a year where they've struggled. And they cut 30% of their playbook. And they cut 30% of their playbook. What kind of magic needs to happen for them to pull this off? Well, number one, when you cut 30% of your playbook and your playbook sucks, that's a good thing. Not right? I mean, like, think it's, it's, it's a bad play Could be. and you cut some of those out, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. You know, this is the kind of, this is the kind of game, I think, where – Players get in, there's a little spark at the rally because they know the offense wasn't going well and they know there's a change. And, and I know some things that uh, that are going on in the locker room and off the field that, that I'm hearing. And I think this is the kind of change. Now, do I think that it's going to be easy for Guyton to call plays, a guy that's never called plays? If he hasn't, like they're saying he hasn't, it's tough. It's tough to know. You know, remember three plays ago when you were in this formation, this half, how they lined up, what you called to attack in a weak situation for the defense and be able to do that in 25 seconds, you know, after you get lined up. So that's going to be tough for them. But I do think the players will uh, rally together because any change sparks a rally, whether it's good or bad. And uh, and I think this could, I think the Razorbacks will go down and put up a good fight. I think what really uh, helps them is the fact that I don't, I mean, I think they're probably embarrassed. I think putting up three points for the offense is going to make everybody play just a little harder, pay a little attention to detail more this week, practice a little harder, and they're going to want to show uh, that they're better than that as a, as a squad, regardless of the OC. So I think that helps them some. In the game overall, Florida's big downfall this year has been their third down percentage. They're, they, they're 148th in the country at 33.3% of uh, converting third downs, and, and as bad as Arkansas has been on offense, at least they're kind of middle of the pack at 85. So uh, we convert 40%, they convert 33. I think that's going to be the difference in the game, and I think the Razorbacks will play it close and have a real chance to win. Coach, we think of defense, you know, being aggress- the aggressors, offense being a little bit more passive. It, you know, when the defense gets a, a reason to be inspired, you know, a lot of times you see a, a better performance with offense. 
they were very uninspired the last time out. Everything we're hearing is it's a different uh, mentality for the offense. How much does that mean for an offense to, to, to get that, you know, that kind of inspiration of a new coach? I, I think right now, I think, you know, they're all, they're all smart kids. They're probably not thinking this is going to be their, their OC next year. Maybe it will, but I'm thinking they're not thinking that. But I am thinking they're thinking change is good. And it is a spark, and it is a positive. I mean, when you get this late in the season, especially with Arkansas's early season thoughts and desires and hopes and expectations of being, you know, doing really well, maybe competing for the West, and you just go through a, a, a skid like we did, you need a spark to get you ready to go to practice the next day. Otherwise, it gets all it gets so monotonous. And I think that spark probably did this for him. And I'm still not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it did this for him. And I think that's a good thing. That makes you refocus. It brings up your energy at practice. And if your energy is better, think about taking a test when you were in high school or college and you go in on a Monday after a hard, long weekend at 8 a.m. and you have to take a test. It's tough. You need something to spark you a little bit. And if something crazy had happened Monday morning, well, that's what happened. That, that would help you. And I think the same thing is going on here because every week is a test for these guys right now. It's a test just to go out to practice and, and do your best. And they needed something, so I think it will be a lift to them emotionally and energy-wise. Anytime you have that, you're going to play a little bit better. You know, it's interesting. I saw you post something this week about footwork, Coach, and they were talking about Garoppolo, I believe, and the fact that he was underthrowing Devontae Adams the other day or misfiring on a regular basis. Uh, that's Footwork with KJ, we've talked about that a lot, too. What have you seen? Anything from him? Because that was one of the things we were hopeful that Enos would be able to help with as a quarterback coach. Have you seen any changes one way or the other with his footwork this year? I haven't, and I really was disappointed, if and 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 I was wrong. I really thought Enos would help in that area. I thought he would pay more attention to that detail because it is. But I've really found that even even when I was working with Belichick and doing stuff for them and. And uh, that a lot of times they just let the guys go. Not a lot of coaches pay a ton of attention to footwork, especially once the season started. And to me, that's when you've got to pay attention to it the most. That's why I thought I've had a high level of quarterbacks, whether they ended up being college players or not, because we paid attention to that footwork and kept them accurate. It, it doesn't matter if a guy can get open. If you're throwing it behind him or over his head or whatever, you know, you're, it's, it's not, it doesn't matter. And inaccurate quarterbacks in the, in the NFL and college, if you look at the list right now, their teams don't do well. And they've got a good way to track those things. So I haven't seen a change in the footwork. It's really not hard to do to fix what he's doing. The hard part for KJ, a guy like KJ, guys that, that tend to run a lot, they are constantly seeing something to make them want to run. And so their foot will dart out when it should be standing uh, lined up straight down the middle of the field, and then they'll throw from that situation rather than recorrect, reset, and, and put their foot back where it's supposed to be because they're thinking run, then last second they see somebody to throw to. That is a problem that with those kind of kids that can run, and it's like when I had to deal with Freddie Knight and Braden Bratcher, I really had to pay attention to that kind of stuff because just the nature of their game and their mentality gets them back out of it. you got to get them back in. And I think if K.J. fixed that, just his footwork alone, he'd be a far more effective quarterback. And, again, I don't blame it on him. I think the coaches have to see that and have to work on that and have to get him to fix it. Coach, speaking of running quarterbacks, last week Dak had his best game uh, of the season, four touchdowns, 300 yards passing, and a lot of those came rolling outside the pocket. What did you see different for Dak to have his best game? 
You know, it's funny. I, I really love studying the NFL, and I still do. In case I get, in case I get uh, asked to do some stuff at that level, and, and I write an article every week for him, so I pay attention to it. What Dak did, and what I think he's done the last two weeks, is after they had a couple of bad offensive games, whether we like it or not, the coaches hear what's going on in the media and and, and social media, and I think McCarthy loosened the reins on Dak. I could tell he had more freedom. And when he did that, Dak used his legs. I mean, he's a big, strong, fast guy. He used his legs. And, and if he drops back knowing, okay, I've got a little bit of freedom, I can run, he'll stand in the pocket a little bit better, or he'll keep his eyes downfield for him. He did that. I think he made a couple plays with his legs where he ran for first down. Matter of fact, I know he did that. And then all of a sudden, if you're the middle linebacker or the outside linebacker to the side he's looking to, you can't drop – underneath coverage as far because he might run and you've got to be aware of that and you've got to dictate the geography that you're going to take on the field because of him when you do that then what do we see we saw cd lamb running in the middle open and dak delivering the ball dak right now in quarterback accuracy by next gen stats and by pff is one of the top five in the league in just straight accuracy and that's with gps data and by them charting and as long as he does that the cowboys have a chance a good chance to win every game, and they have a chance to be an even better team because we know their defense is, is very, very good this year. Coach, we got some huge games Friday night, and we have a couple of questions for you and, and on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. So I'll just run through the games real quick. If, uh, give us your thoughts. Bryant Conway, who do you think wins the 7A Central? Man, I write for Hootens and uh, writing about that game. At first, I thought I was thinking, man, Conway may win this thing by by, by two touchdowns at least. And uh, but but then you know that Bryant, man, they're a solid team. Uh, Sanders done a really nice job with them. I think their kids are going to be up, probably emotional to beat their old coach. So I think that's going to bring the, the I think that's going to bring it closer. And they've been in big games, you know. And I talked to Quad and talked to Bucks this week about their team. And, uh, you know, Bucks and those kids are used to playing in big games. Everybody's trying to knock them off. And so now I'm on the other side of that. I think it'll be now, but the more I thought about it, that Bryant, I think it's going to be a very, very close game. But to pick a winner, I'm still going to go with Conway. Donovan Amalo, the quarterback for them, and, and Chris O'Neill. Donovan Amalo, I'm getting Bryant makes it. Donovan Amalo has looked really good, and he looked fantastic last week in the first half of that game. So I think I think Conway wins it in a very very close game. All right, uh, Greenwood, Little Rock Christian. Uh, I got it. I mean, I've watched both of them uh, in person. It's a battle of really really good quarterbacks. Walker White has improved tremendously since last last year. And I'm going to be honest with you, just like we were talking about KJ and Dak, his footwork has gotten a lot better, and he's throwing the ball really well right now. I got to watch Kane Archer uh, last year as a freshman come in against PA in the first quarter at Greenwood and lead them to a victory, and then again in person this year. And the improvement, and he was really good as a ninth grader playing varsity ball. I hate it when people overblow sophomore quarterbacks in high school because you can look, and well, they haven't done much yet, how much pressure have they been put under. This kid threw the single best high school pass I've ever seen as far as just raw talent. He was getting chased by John Stephen Goodwin across the field towards his sideline, about the 40-yard line, full speed, and had a guy break open in the end zone. He threw it as he was stepping out of bounds across his body. Most of the time when you're going that fast, the ball drifts out of bounds. He put it where it needed to be for an easy touchdown, 
And I'm like, this guy. So I watched some film on him. He ran for 200 yards and threw for 300 against Russellville. And their defense isn't bad. Wheeler does a good job with the defense down there. I think that at Greenwood, they've got too much to handle. I think they win the game by two touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, I, that play you're talking about, I was watching the, the PA stream when I was at the Christian game because, well, the Christian game wasn't much of a game. And uh, y- your response on that was pretty good, I thought, too. But, yeah, that was amazing. I'm like, well, he's just going to run it out of bounds. Mm-hmm. No, he just flipped it to the end zone 40 yards like it wasn't no thing and got a touchdown out of it. It was crazy. And he put enough under it and that's yeah. to let the receiver run under it. Yeah, he's something. It incredi- it, that is incredibly hard to do, and he made it look easy, which yeah. people don't understand how hard that was. I will say this, though. Greenwood plays a man defense exclusively almost. And when you do that, that means when a receiver goes out for a pass, Fender has to turn their backs to the quarterback because they're chasing a guy underneath wherever he goes. And they take, they play too deep over the top. So two men over the top, man underneath, which gives you five in the box, uh, and and the defenders turning away. Those are big games for running quarterbacks. I haven't seen any reason why Greenwood won't do what they always do. They are married to that defense. I will say this. If they do that, Walker White very well could run for 200 yards this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're in Arkadelphia, there's a big one down here, Arkadelphia-Malvern for the conference title. You got any thoughts on those two teams? Yeah, I mean, uh, Arkin, you know, I was talking to I was talking to a Malvern person this week, and uh, uh, Coach Plumley's done a great job there. And, and Arkadelphia has got tradition. And when Eldridge left, he left them in a really good place. They had to battle a little bit, battle back. I, I like I like Malvern. You know, I got caught up in talking to just some of their fans of their program. No, no, no kid playing, no anything, and just listening to them talk. I got caught up a little bit into it of it, but they love it. They love what it's doing for the town. I like what I'm seeing uh, out of the Malvern team. I think that's going to be another great game. This could be a fun Friday night. First football, football weather we've had. Yeah. Some great games on the field, but I think but I think Malvern <laughs> wins that one. Yeah, first football, football weather. The next week we're going to go back in the A's. Back in the, yeah. yeah. Two, two good college football games this week. Uh, we've been discussing Georgia and uh, Missouri yeah. a little bit. What do you think of this game? I I – I, unlike everybody else, I'm an Eli Drinkwitz fan, and, and I'm biased because he likes me, and he's had me up to talk to him and you know, back in March and stuff like that. But I've always been a fan. I thought he's done a real good job. He's, he's, been, he's, he's, he's I think he's from Arkansas. I know he's spent a lot of time here. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and I'm a fan of his, and we can say what we want. Missouri, out of all the SEC teams, maybe Mississippi State, who should be the hardest place to recruit, the hardest place to be successful. And he pops up with decent teams. He's beat Arkansas, I think, five out of six. They do a great job coaching up there. Now, they got a tall pass. He's going to Georgia. and uh, But Georgia hadn't played anybody. It's a 15-and-a-half-point line. I hate to say it. I think Missouri, number one, I think they can cover that. And number yep. two, I think they could put a real scare into Georgia. When they got down against Kentucky at Kentucky, 14 nothing, and they came back and just ran through them, and I saw that he's a guy that's not afraid to quote unquote take chances. They played loose, ran some trick plays, you know. And maybe I am biased because you know I sent him some stuff. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. May maybe he asked me for some plays and just said, "Hey, t- explain them to me. Maybe I can get some ideas out of them." But I see him doing things like that that he doesn't care. There's no ego. It's, it's what do I have to do to help my team win? I'm not afraid to run anything, anywhere, anytime. And that's the kind of thing it takes to beat a team like Georgia. 
is playing not to lose and playing loose. And he's got his guys doing that, a play Collins like that. And he's a real analytics guy. He uses that as much as he can, yeah. too. So he's doing everything you can to beat Georgia. They don't have the personnel, but I think they do make it close. And, I'm with you, 100%. Uh, and, and at, some, at, some, at some point in the game, you think they might win. I've come around on Eli Drinkwitz, too. You can't deny the results. I mean, it just is what it is. And, and again, this is their best test by far, obviously. Thank you very much, Doug, Captain Obvious. But I love what you said. And, and again, they're coming off a bye. Georgia's coming off, and admittedly, they didn't have a lot of trouble with Florida, but they're still coming off what had to be a physical game against Florida. So I, I love the situation, at least. And my thing is that Missouri's going to put a scare into him. You better do it this year. And they played him well last year. So no reason to believe they can't go down there and make it interesting. I don't think they're going to get intimidated or freaked out or anything else. What's the other game you want to talk about? Uh, only one college quarterback has started consecutive years and beaten Nick Saban. That was Drew Brees. Jane Daniels has that chance to do that this this weekend. Can LSU beat will LSU beat Alabama? Oh, I, I I think so. I, I like their quarterback situation a lot better than like Bama's. And Milrow's done better the, last, the past few weeks, uh, obviously. But and I know it's in Bama. But man, I love I love what they're able to do. Their defense isn't looking as good as they usually do. Let let me give you a number. LSU's third down efficiency. 57%. That's fifth best in college football. That's amazing. If you can keep drives going, you don't have to worry about your defense as much off the field. And I like I like where they're at. I like what they're doing. I hate that they uh, put themselves in a situation where they feel like they can't make the national championship. But I was reading Bill Conley online. He's the ESPN guy. On a road for LSU to make it, and there is a road for the first two lost teams to win. If they run the table and beat Alabama and then were to meet Georgia in the SEC championship game and beat them, and then some things happen in the other conferences like that are, that are very possible, you know, they're still – I bet they're still hanging on to that thread. But uh, I, I like their offense way better than Alabama's, and uh, and I think that's enough to win this game. So I'm, I'm personally taking LSU in that game. Wow. I did not expect that to come out of your mouth, Kevin Kelly. But I like your take on Missouri – and, I mean, I'm not arguing with your take on LSU. I just didn't expect you to say that, so we'll see. I just have too much faith in old Nick, I guess. Plus, it's his birthday week. They don't want to ruin his birthday week mm. and, you know, let him lose to LSU at all. <laughs> so. It's happened before, though, because uh, they always play this Nick's week. The kinda, Nick's the kind of guy that I'm not sure his team wishes him a happy birthday. Yeah, that may be. That may be. Uh, well, listen, Coach, I appreciate the time. Thank you to the Little Rock Athletic Club. If you want to mention our friends over there feel free um and obviously we look forward to seeing your your pretty face next week in studio yeah i'm ready to be back i like the studio i like looking at you and, and wes and watching y'all fight off camera off the air sometimes but dude, i am thankful to little rock athletic club frank lawrence and those guys bringing me in great place to be a part of my wife loves it i love it my daughter loves it they've got everything you want and uh, uh, for, for to keep your kids occupied while you're getting fit, or just to go hang out and eat and have some coffee and meet some friends, but it's a great place to be. And I'm thankful to be a part of that part of their family, and uh, I'm glad that they're making this possible. No doubt, Coach. Appreciate you, and I'm gonna hang up on you for real this time. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thank you guys. Uh, all right, see week. you later.